When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And a short word of prayer. Father, we simply ask that your word would live to us. And as we study the revelation of your name, God Almighty, that you would impress deep upon our hearts and minds, our wills, shape our lives around a renewed understanding of who you are and what you plan and purpose for us. Father, give us ears ready to hear, hearts willing to respond, minds to conceive, and wills to be shaped according to your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you, do you ever have um, menu envy in a, in a restaurant? You go to a restaurant and um, you just look, well, you look, you, first of all, there's, there's, there's sort of choice angst, isn't there? Because it all looks so good. It, and you, you've just got it, unless you're greedy guts and you've got money to burn, you, you're not, you, you've, got to, you've got to choose one thing. And I, I, don't, I, I frequently do this where I think, oh, I deliberate, deliberate. And then there's that sort of pressure order because the waiter comes and you send him away and the waiter comes back and you send him away, not quite ready. And you think, oh, no, I've got, I've got to order, I've got to order. Oh, it all looks so good, the fish or the red meat or the white meat or even the vegetarian. I mean, it just all looks so good. And you plump for something. And uh, all the people you're, you're dining with, they have different things. You know, oh, I wonder, I wonder. And as yours comes, you, they lay your platter before you think, that is amazing. That, that smells so good. That is fantastic. I, that is just what I hoped it would be. Until they bring your neighbor's food. And, and that, looks, that looks just as good, not, if not better. And, and there, and there, and there. I, I don't know if you're like me. I, I sometimes find it's, it's awful, really. I have a wonderful meal, delicious food, and yet somehow the enjoyment is robbed because I'm, I'm thinking, oh, 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 oh. And I wonder whether it's the same kind of thing with the Lord. I wonder whether, in a sense, we're spoilt for choice. He has revealed himself in so many ways to us through so many names. We're just going to touch on some of them. But actually, we could have a sermon series for the rest of the year on the names of God, the ways in which he's chosen to reveal himself to us. And I wonder whether, as uh, Scripture brings them, uh, the Spirit brings them out through Scripture, I wonder whether we're spoiled for choice such that we're, we cease to be satisfied with what God is wanting to say to us and reveal to us. 
God to Abraham, I am God Almighty. And, it, and it's there in the name, that's what it means, Almighty. I, I have power and might over everything. Abram would have known just by looking at the stars and the creation around, just in, instinctively, intuitively, he would have known this God is, is extraordinarily powerful. And now here in Genesis 17, verse 1, the Lord appears to him, to Abram, and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully. Be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you. This is personal disclosure. The God of the entire universe choosing to reveal himself and make himself known to one man, Abram. I am. I'm your God. I am the God Almighty. Or if you like, the Almighty God is known to you, Abram. Now, of course, Abram isn't a passive agent in this. God confirms the covenant that he's made with Abram, chapter 15. Uh, you can read it up uh, at home if you want and see how God makes a, a covenant. He fleshes out the promises that he made in chapter 12. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. All peoples on the earth will bless through you. Start of chapter 12. So there's the content of the covenant. This is kind of, you know, this is how it fleshes out for you, Abram. But here's the kind of condition. I am God Almighty. That's, if you like, that's what I give to you in covenant terms. That's what you get. <laughs> you get to be in covenant terms with the Almighty God. Hebrew words El Shaddai. El is the God bit. Shaddai is, is well, literally, is sort of rock or mountain. The, the mountain God, the rock God, the, the steady and strong and permanent God, the huge God. You get that, Abram, in return... Walk with me. Walk before me, faithfully. It's not, let's just go for a little walk. Walking was a metaphor for, for life, for living. In everything you do, live before me. Uh, those of you who are parents with little ones, you know, where you're going for a, a walk, you're just out and about, where do you want the little ones? Do you want them behind you as you're walking here, <laughs> along the street, or, or is it... Is it actually better if, they, if, you can see, if they're in front of you? You can see them. Why? Why is that? You're walking along the street. Why do you want them before you, little tots and toddlers? Well, because you want to know immediately. If they run off into the street, you want to be there to protect and to guide them. So this is a wonderful offer from God. Walk before me so that we can go wherever we're going. We can live however we're going to live together in covenant. You can know me as all-powerful God, and you before me, I can see and guide and go, no, no, left, right, this way, a little bit quicker, a little bit slower, whatever it might be, to protect, to look out for. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Not so much that the study on that word, it's not so much that Abram was to be without faults. God knows humanity fallen humanity, you and me, too much to know. It, it's, it's too much for him to hope in our fallen state that we will be able to um, fulfill that. It's not, it's not the absence of sin. It's more the, the presence of a positive quality. Walk before me in a wholehearted and committed way. Be committed to the covenant. Do everything you can to walk with me, to 
focus on me, to orient your life around me. The covenant promises of God don't come into being because of Abram's sinless life, but it does require, the covenant promises do require Abram's wholehearted commitment to covenant in order for them to take traction and to work, to come into being. And so it is with us. We come to know the reality of God Almighty in every single area of our lives as we seek Him wholeheartedly in every single area of our lives. Not just as we gather on a Sunday. Not just as we gather midweek. So little um, harbor uh, refugees amid the sea that is whatever it is. No, we, we sail with God over the high seas and across the oceans and we rest with him in the harbor wherever he is. We're committed to him as he is committed to us, El Shaddai, God Almighty. Just reflecting on this, here's my question. A question I've kind of been, uh, I found quite uncomfortable to ask myself actually. Inspect where I am in terms of knowing God. I put it to you as I wrestle with it myself. Do you, do I, find it easier to believe in the power of God for the big things? And struggle, maybe, to trust that he has the power to fulfill one single promise to me. Let me put it another way. We, we regularly recite the creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Could you? create heaven or earth you, you should see me trying to make scrambled eggs I make a mess of stuff I, he, yes I can't do that I can't create heaven and earth yes God you must have done that and I believe that the virgin birth I don't understand how that but I believe you can just go around the, what we understand as the nor, law, ordinary laws of nature and the, the way in which the universe is patterned I believe in the miracles yes I believe in Jesus dead and risen again. I believe in the resurrection. Yes, I believe in all those amazing things. Back then, to other people, in extraordinary ways. I wonder, when we believe in the almighty power of God, subtly, subtly, do we push him away? So yes, you do the amazing things over there. You do the amazing things back then. Do I believe that God is God Almighty, El Shaddai, to me and to us, here and now, 21st century, Fulham, London? Can God create and recreate? Can God bring new life? Can God do extraordinary acts of transformation, not just to those and to them, but to me and to us. You say, well, yeah, Tim, hang on a second, because um, this promise here was to Abram and his descendants. I, I, don't, I'm not, I haven't done my sort of family tree thing. I haven't gone online, gone all the way back. I'm not sure whether I'm actually physically descended from Abram. I, you know, how does this apply to me? Just one little cross-reference. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Again, a little homework if you want, background reading. 
he picks up, and much of the sort of argument of his letter to the Galatians is that um, these Gentiles have come in to the promises of God, not through natural birth, but through supernatural birth, not of the flesh, but of the spirit. We can count ourselves heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ because of Christ's ultimate sacrifice for us. He concludes, verse uh, 29, wrapping up this idea that we, we come into the covenant of God and therefore join with Abraham uh, through all those generations. He says this, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. He picks up on, um, in fact, the, as we heard last week, uh, the son born through Hagar, Ishmael, and contrasts him with the son born through this promise, this covenant promise, Isaac through Sarah, even though they were old and, and past childbearing age. Miraculous, God Almighty at work, as he promised. And so he talks about in, in the letter to the Galatians, those who descend from the child of 